0: Welcome back to Got Teched? The podcast. This is episode 141 called 10 creative project ideas to start the school year. In this episode, we'll share 10 refreshing project ideas for the start of school that will actually get your students excited about completing them. This is another episode you don't want to miss. Check it out.
1: This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, Better Tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcasts. Now let's get back to the episode. Alright, so we are back. This is July 3rd or close to it. It's almost one of my favorite holidays, which is the 4th of July. I don't like the 4th of July for the fireworks. I don't really like the 4th of july for any other reason than i get to grill out it's a day where you know it's almost pre-planned every year we don't go anywhere and i just get to grill out and chill out and that's what the summer's all about
0: i agree with you it's almost like the like an the outdoor thanksgiving but at the beginning of summer it's just uh Super awesome. I do like the fireworks. I don't like all these neighborhood fireworks that go on these days, but I do like going to like the big community fireworks you, celebration.
1: You bring up a good point, especially when you have three little kids. Yes. Three little kids, these neighborhood fireworks all hours of the night is just like an invitation for all three of my kids to hop into bed with me. <laughs> and, you know, my, my kids are are not the calmest of sleepers. They're flailers. They they flail and wail. And it ends up like I wake up feeling like I was in a 12-round boxing match. (laughs) Yeah, but, um, you know, in general, we love the holiday.
0: We're excited about this episode. And because it's a summertime release, We're going to kind of skip our normal segment one of updates and hop straight into uh, the meat of the episode, which is project ideas. Now, I I have to be honest, when I put this um, episode together, my intention was thinking about summer assignment ideas. Uh, But of course, if it's being released on July 3rd, these are not possible to be used for summer assignments, at least this summer, of course, because we're all already on summer break. Uh, but what we kind of noticed is that it, it doesn't matter, really. These project ideas are just good project ideas, so we kind of spun it and said that these are could also be project ideas to start the school year, or let's be honest, project ideas
1: for any time of year. So I'm gonna agree with you on most of that, but I'm gonna also disagree with you. Uh, I know some of my student, or my teachers uh, for my kids, my kids' teachers, there we go. Uh, I know that they send out summer projects a month before school starts because they want them to kind of relax a little bit and just be a kid and go play and all that, but they want to get their kids back into it by the time start uh, school starts. Now they're not going to give anything super extensive or anything like that. Just something little, hopefully something fun that's going to allow them to ease back into the school year. So. I see these fit in there. I see us uh, also using these for maybe that first project of school, first week of school project that helps us get to know kids a little bit. Uh, I could see how they can really personalize their projects. Uh, some of these projects to to help, you know, say who they are, tell their story. So that's a great point. I didn't. I didn't really think about the fact that some
0: uh, schools are do release summer assignments uh, sort of midsummer, which is great. Um, you know, which actually ties into one of the first things I wanted to ask you about and that is just like, you know, your general opinions on summer assignments. Like I give summer assignments because our school tells me I have to. It's a, it's a requirement for high-level courses. Even, even like our regular level academic courses have to have summer assignments. Uh, I don't think they're required. So, of course, nobody does them, but they have to be there. You know, I don't even—I don't know how I feel about that personally. Part of me is like, yeah, that's great, keeps kids' brains working, but on the other hand, I do like the idea of kids having a summer and getting to relax. Where do you fall on that?
1: Yeah, I'm—I'm with you. I mean, kids nowadays, their schedules are packed, yeah, and they don't really need another thing. They just need time to be a kid. Now. I do think it's very valuable instead of using class time to do the about me project at the beginning or fill out note cards or something like that. If you could find a way to give them something right before they get back, that's going to help them introduce themselves. I think that is very valuable and it would even be better if the teacher has their ed tech toolkit that we talk about, you know, their favorite collection of ed tech tools, Pick the ones that students will use during the year, ask them to use one of them. That way they have a little bit of time where they don't need to worry about learning a new tool and also learning new content at the same time. This allows them to just kind of get familiar with a tool that you use all the time while telling their story, while introducing themselves. And I think that's where I would go if I even do this at all. Because like you said, at least in our district, can you grade these summer assignments? I know some school districts, it's just a requirement, but they don't earn anything from it. Right. So, what is the point?
0: Yeah. Oh, those are all great questions, and and that's sort of like when we get into these ideas, you'll you'll notice that that is uh, the approach we've taken. Is these are, you know, fun things. These are are light things that maybe won't be graded at all. It's just more for the kids to get the experience of doing something and then reporting on that and um, you know what we did also put together just a brief list of tips that I'll kind of rattle off here like if you're putting together a beginning of year project or a summer project however you're gonna use these things you want to keep it light let the kids have that time to ease back into school without jamming all this content down their throats right away same thing goes for the summer assignment version you want to be creative with these think outside the box don't make it seem like work necessarily. You know, we talked in a, one of our recent episodes about something called unhomework, where it's you know it's optional and it's it's not sitting down with a worksheet, right? It's just a totally different take on things. Uh, and that's really what I tried to focus on with this list. Give them choice, if at all possible, maybe some different options. And the other thing is you want to keep it accessible, especially if this goes for summertime work because uh, as we know, kids are coming from all different backgrounds and they may not necessarily be able to do the thing you are asking them to do in as equal a way as other students Um, so that's another important thing to consider with with all of these but um i guess i guess it's probably time to just hop into it so we've got a list of 10 the first one on that list is having them visit somewhere in particular my first thought was that you could have them visit Um, specifically a museum or a gallery that is local uh, that is like right in your community and easy to get to to help that accessibility piece Uh, you know my thought was if this was a summer assignment or maybe like a early school year sort of a field trip thing something you could walk to perhaps even you can have their kids use their cell phones and record themselves standing in front of a certain number of Uh, pieces at the gallery or museum they're at and so they've got all this video footage of themselves there and seeing these things and talking about them and learning from them. If you want to extend this a little bit further, you could even have them edit it together. Require that the edited video needs to be in the form of like a, I don't know, a documentary series or something or do it as a class project where each student brings in you know, one review, their own review. And then as a group, they have to edit everything together into one documentary about like their visit to the blank gallery or, or whatever it is, or the blank museum. You know, here, here we have a tool called WeVideo that allows for this type of online video editing, which would be great, especially if you're doing it as a class. Um, but that was the first thing that came to mind. Notice, super creative. It's not gonna feel exactly like your typical summer assignment or you know year opener project i think it could be really fun
1: i probably need to do this one i'm gonna admit that i've never been to a museum what? like an art what? museum oh okay an art museum okay that's not as bad really you've never
0: been to an art museum
1: yeah i was supposed to go i think on like a third or a fourth grade field trip got sick i was supposed to go again in high school and uh something else happened that i wasn't able to make school i think uh I had a soccer tournament or something that was far away, and we were, we were driving back. But I missed the two field trips during school, and I just don't believe I ever went to one. Wow. I can't recall one. I know I've been to like the Franklin Institute, if that's called a museum. I don't think so. They're exhibits, but maybe, I don't know. But an official art museum, I have not gone to. All right, Got Tech field trip this summer
0: we're going to the philly art museum getting yeah, ready
1: we'll we'll take the the missus too <laughs> all right because uh <laughs> my wife is very anxious to culture me oh boy i don't know i think it's just because i don't really see color that well that it's not as i don't know that's a good point
0: that's a great point but we, all right we'll we...
1: do it just to check off the bucket all list right. all right so let's uh make the world a better place write a story about uh anything really that you're Want using Book Creator. So basically for this one, I'm seeing this as a passion project where you can link yourself to a nonprofit or a cause or something like that and try to, you know, document more like a scrapbook, not more, you know, something along those lines, but uh, document your experience with volunteering with a group or maybe you do a 5K raising money for x y and z i right. do some research on x y and z and and have them make a little scrapbook of their experience and a reflection on that all right once again low-key they're learning a piece of ed tech there and they're able to basically show the rest of the class something that they're interested in by by delivering the scrapbook or or book or picture book or collage or whatever you want to do there. There's so many options.
0: Yeah and I like to you know if I was going to do this I I would keep it super open and broad like literally the the only direction could be make the world a better place and you let the kids take that however you want. You gave some great examples it can be stuff too, like you know head to you could just have them walk to a, a a park within walking distance of their house and plant a tree, plant five different trees, uh, make them local trees to the, uh, you know, environment that you guys live in to make sure that they're, you know, adding to the types of plant and animal life that are supposed to be, uh, in that area to sort of add an educational bent to it. But I like, I like the idea of this. And again, it's just, it's the type of thing that doesn't exactly feel like work or schoolwork necessarily, but everybody's still benefiting from that. Um, the next one I like a lot, especially for chemistry, because one of the things you do in a chem class at the beginning is try to let students know, you know what, it's, what it's used for and that people who like science, even if it's not chemistry specifically, you, know, you, might, you might end up in a career where you got to know some, some chemistry and there's lots of those careers out there. Um, you could ask for the project that students interview a professional. Our school and lots of schools have networks set up to help connect you with these people to make this possible. If you don't have that, you're gonna to have to do a little bit more legwork here to create those connections with these professionals. But, you know, I was thinking about if I was to do this interview assignment, I might turn it into a, an audio-based project where the interview gets recorded. It could be on something as simple as student cell phones or student Chromebooks, whatever they have. And then these recordings get turned into a class podcast that you, you could do whatever you want with. And we have tons of resources on that. If you head to the show notes for this episode, you'll find a link to this uh, Got Tech student podcasting guide that we reference a lot. And this is just another one of those times. But I think I think interviewing professionals within a field could be a really interesting um, beginning of your project for me, and uh, and I'm guessing if you've got enough time, a, a summer assignment as well.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think recording things, you know, just in society right now is is a great way to document things and really understand them a little better and revisit them. So, I think that's a great summer project. the The next one that I would do is is a movie review. I know over the summer you know anytime it rains or anything like that that's when we typically do a movie night Uh, we try to take full advantage of nice weather but anytime we are stuck inside we usually go to a, a movie or watch a movie on tv one of the things that you could do is have your students watch a movie and create a movie poster uh in canva or google slides or whatever you want any type of ed tech platform that you have. One of my favorite things to do with movies is uh, reflecting, reflecting on the themes of that movie. So what was the lesson that this movie is trying to get out? What is the big conflict? How is the conflict resolved? But if we just stick with the themes of that movie, identify three themes of that movie And talk about how those themes relate into your real life. You can make a poster out of that. Or how did these three takeaways from the movie impact you? So there's the personalization piece where you could get to know them just based on the three themes of that movie. So there's a lot of connections that could be made not only between that student and the movie, but their peers and that student in the movie if they all watched it. Yeah, and you could even
0: make this more content specific by choosing the movie yourself and making sure that there are things in that movie that relate to what the kids are going to be learning about over the course of the coming year. So uh, I like that idea too. Um, our next one, our fifth one, is to attend a conference. This I found extra interesting because you don't typically think about that as something that kids are interested in uh, interested in doing, and, and they may not be. But if the timing is right and you live in a spot that would have a conference close by enough i think that could be a really uh perhaps totally new experience for a lot of kids and maybe this only works for you know older students i'm not sure it depends on the types of conferences near you at that time but chances are pretty good that you know within the area you're at there's a conference center and certainly over the summertime or at or throughout the fall they're gonna have some events and one of those might be really cool for students to check out. As educators, we go to lots of conferences. If you're listening to this show, you would probably go to more conferences than the average educator does and you know just how much varied stuff is there, right? Um, as a twist, if I was gonna have my students go to a conference and report on it and then produce something afterwards, this is a, another spin on my recent obsession with timelines. But um, you can have them make a timeline of their visit. So starting it, you know, at check-in, the 8 a.m. check-in, uh, they have to document their day by creating a timeline. And we've, we've recently shared in episodes lots of different ways to do that. I think time.graphics is a website that still is my favorite one. But I think that could be a pretty neat experience and could teach your kids a lot.
1: Yeah, you could do this with camps too for them. Their conference. It's kind of like a camp. Right. So if you take a week-long camp and they're reporting on their you know, favorite part of their day, or if you're a science teacher, what is something in nature that you saw throughout that week or something like that? Uh, identify three living things that you have seen each day of the week. It could be a plant, animal, insect, whatever. Uh, so I like that one a lot. The next one is kind of on that same uh, nature-y type feel, and that's go on a hike and collect and catalog X number of items, Uh, plant life, animal life, etc. So they could go with a camera. It could just be their cell phone, and and they could take random pictures of things. They could classify them, or maybe uh, they could talk if it's an English class or a writing class. Maybe they can talk about, you know, their walk in the woods and what inspired them and what they were thinking about and, you know, things along those lines. So, uh, I I do like the whole getting them outside to go do something, Uh, especially hiking because it's free. Everyone can do it and, you know, just go out. It could even be in a city, go for a walk. You know, what did you think about during that walk? What what are uh, some things that you saw and, and kind of challenge them to make something. Go for a 10-minute walk. Use your experience to come up with some type of story, short story. It could be a true story, it could be made up, but use your, your walk to influence your writing. Yeah, I, and I'll be honest, I stole this
0: one from uh, the AP Environmental Science class at our high school. This is essentially what this teacher asks her students to do over the summer is just get outside, you know, I use the term hike here in this description, but like you pointed out, you might choose to not use that word depending on where most of your kids live. You know, if you're in a city environment, you might not want to call it a hike. You might want to call it a walk. Doesn't matter. The point is get them get them looking at stuff that's around and stuff that is outside. And um, I know one of the focuses for the project at our school is more on like. I think there's two prongs to it. one of them is uh, you know biodiversity in the types of plants and animals and no, just noticing that right most of us go through life not noticing that you just you know you walk by the same five trees on the on the way to work every day as you, as you walk in from your car but we never really stop and like look at the leaves of those trees or look at the types of bugs that are on those trees And if you do that you immediately start learning stuff about the environment and then the connections between those living things another i don't know if uh, cool connection is a good word here but another thing this can connect to is you know one of the things your students are probably going to notice is the is the amount of uh, trash that's around and, and is everywhere today that again we often don't see as you're just casually walking from point a to point b or driving or whatever but if the assignment is to stop and look and catalog or take pictures and collect things, they're gonna to start to notice that too. And that obviously uh, can be built into all sorts of other um, topics here. So that, that's one of my, my favorites. Um, as is the next one. The, this is something that I took from a museum's website. It's, uh, you may have heard of it online. It's referred to as the Getty Challenge And you could have your kids participate in the Getty Challenge as the project idea. If you've never heard of it, you could just Google the Getty Challenge. Uh, This comes from the the Getty Museum. And as a a, a PR stunt, basically, that actually worked out really well for them. They challenged people um, to try to recreate artworks at the museum in their homes using everyday objects and then photograph that and share it online. And immediately I was like, man, this this is awesome and fun to do and could be really fun as a class project as well. So it's tough to envision this until you go look at some of the examples on their website. One of them is, uh, you know, the first one at the top of the page is a sculpture of some person, I don't know what the heck this person is holding, maybe like a, a stick or some type of a horn, I have no clue um but that's the you know there's a a statue that's the original piece of artwork and then the recreation is some lady sitting on a chair in her house that kind of matches the the way that the uh, sculpture or the person in the sculpture is sitting and she's holding her vacuum cleaner so that the hose of the vacuum cleaner makes the same arcing shape as whatever this thing is that the person in the sculpture is holding and you know they're matched up really closely so it's clear what she's trying to do her head is tilted in the same way as the head in the sculpture so you know what you're looking at and it, it matches up and it makes sense and um, you know if you just head to this website and give a scroll through here you'll, you'll get the idea other it doesn't have to be you in the picture too like there's one where somebody used things from their kitchen like lasagna noodles and eggs and match sticks to to recreate this drawing that they saw at the museum. It's just a cool way, you know, the most obvious connection is tying into art class and teaching kids about things like design and composition, but you might find a creative way to have this connect to whatever subject area you teach. It also can be done digitally without actually having to go there. So that accessibility piece, uh, because a lot of these artworks you can find pictures of online. And while it would be cooler certainly to go there, it's to you know to go to an actual museum or gallery for this. You definitely do not have to do that. So that's the Getty Challenge.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at this one. These these projects uh, are really really cool. Yeah, they're funny. Really cool. Some of them are really really funny too. Uh, I'm gonna get into my next one, and I wasn't. Um, sure what i was getting into because this is one that nick put on the list but uh, i'm taking a look at it. it's pretty cool it says curate a virtual exhibit in google slides check out uh this great example which is in our show notes of the framingham middle school it's an art exhibit uh but you could do this with really anything that students create and and really it's just a museum tour so they have basically this museum set up and then you're able to insert student artwork there and take a look at it like you're walking through a virtual museum. It's really, really well done. Uh, they use some inspiring quotes along the way that they're mounting on top of the wall. But all the uh, different types of artwork is there. They they give um, titles to these collections. So some of them are... Um, digital mandalas Uh, some of them are textured photography Uh, and I don't know it's just super cool the way that they did it. it's very unique with the the background you could take a copy of uh, this and probably make your own pretty easily Uh, I could even have like you can have your students do this over the summer and they have to do one slide and then when you come into school uh, after you collected them all, you make a big uh, collage of these things within the presentation, and then you're really uh, making a collection that the students can relate to. So, if little Johnny, if the the five prompts that they have to choose from is you know sports, vacations, culture, uh, religion, whatever those five may be, they have to choose three of those that represents them well that's what they do they choose three and then you put them into this slideshow and then you could even have students guess what those three are and what it means to them and and that's a, a good way to have some early class uh bonding going on in your classroom
0: yep and the other the only other thing i wanted to point out here with these uh you know, having kids make a virtual exhibit is that this doesn't have to just be art. The example that I found from Framingham Middle School is art, but you could easily have them make a virtual science exhibit. You mentioned the Franklin Institute. That's the one, that's like Philadelphia's science museum. Every city has one, right? Well, there's nothing stopping kids from creating a a virtual science exhibit which you know, could be super fun. Maybe they could even come up with what the exhibit is gonna be and design it, take a picture of it, and add it into their Google Slides virtual template. So I love that idea. It's maybe my favorite one on this list. Um, number nine on the list, so we're almost at the end here, guys, is pretty simple, and it is just writing a children's book. That's it, end of story. Could be a coloring book, could be an activity book, can be as short or as long as you want. I put it on here uh, because we actually had our students do this in a a new course we're teaching this year called World Ready Technology that teaches kids how to create different types of online media basically and we asked them to do this as one of their projects. I think ours was a coloring book to be specific but I think that was the, the assignment that they got like the most excited for is putting together this kid's book just because as high school students you don't really ever get to think that way. Um, And I think if you design it right, there's lots of good learning that could happen as you put kids in the position of having to design a book for other students of a certain grade level. I mean, there's actually a surprising amount that you have to think about there to do a, a good job at this. I know we had lots of good conversations with our students as they were putting their children's books together. So that's a fun one and kind of an easy one for you to set up because it's not always a whole lot of description that has to
1: go along with that. Yeah, the coloring book was awesome to make. We had each uh, each kid make their own or partner up with someone to make their own. And then we took some of the better ones and we printed them out and we bound them together and we handed them out to uh, local elementary schools and preschools. So it was cool to see that. Projects succeed in the way that it did it was very interesting. So the last one is the adventure challenge So you as a teacher can really put any parameters that you want on this, but create a community-based scavenger hunt and uh, This could be at local parks libraries uh, commerce, whatever it may be and It could be QR code centered. So you could give them uh, 10 12 QR codes that's going to challenge them to do uh, as many as 10 to 12 actions. You could tell them that they have to do three to five and that would be fine. Maybe it's a tic-tac-toe board of QR codes and they have to get tic-tac-toe or whatever you may feel is necessary to meet the needs. And some of this stuff can just be stay at home and, you know, write a short story on this or uh, choose a family member to interview. You can do, uh, write a recap to a sports event that you were at, whether you played in it or you just went and watched or listen to your favorite song, try to, you know, identify the, the instrumental portion of that and what works well and wish what you wish was added to that. Uh, take a look at the lyrics, break those down, try to find deeper meaning in lyrics, so many things that you could do here and it's presented to them in a nice way that they're going to, you know, buy in. And it's it's trickery. That's what it is. We're tricking them to do something that is going to be relatable, that's going to help introduce them to their uh, peers when they get back to school and maybe even be fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the goal. I know with this whole list, I'm almost embarrassed to say after we've shared these 10 really creative ideas. My AP Chem summer assignment is read four chapters of a textbook and answer these questions. And I just can't, I can't ever give it up because I need, I feel like at least I need my students to come in having reviewed the topics that they're covering in this assignment because I don't really teach them. I just kind of hit the ground running and I keep telling myself, well, it's an AP class and blah, 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 blah. But man, I would love to figure out a way to somehow cover that same content but use one of these really creative
1: ideas. So maybe maybe now's the time. So you could still have them read those four chapters, and then you could pick one of these ideas to have them answer uh, those questions that you're asking. Because really, you're not asking them for the minutiae to be pros at that. What you want to do is you want to give them an introduction to your AP course, so when you hop into that, they're not going to be completely overwhelmed and blindsided. They're going to be able to see some of that information for a second time so uh, there's no reason why you, you you can't ask them to use book creator to answer a couple of questions and put it you know these chemical principles into some type of a scrapbook your chemistry log book or whatever right yeah uh, or they could
0: like design a a virtual science museum
1: exhibit based on something from chapter two. Yeah, so you can you can meld this together. I think uh, a lot of times when we think of summer assignments, we're trying to put the horse before, or how, what's that expression? Put the horse after the cart? Yeah, before the cart? Something like that. I don't know. But anyway, I, f- I feel like a lot of times teachers are trying to be off to the races, see how far ahead they could get so... We can kind of just put it on cruise control instead of, uh, you know, back to the future warp speed, you know, level. But, you know, use some of these ideas throughout the school year. You can easily meld and adjust these to anything that you're doing in your classroom for any point in time. So, I think these are not just summer assignments. They're not just uh, first day of school assignments. These are things that you could use throughout the year. I typically like to do these right before holidays, give them, uh, you know, the last couple of days when it's usually chaotic to work on something productive because I just feel like when we go on a long vacation, like winter break or spring break or fall break for some people, I feel like the two days before that break is really just chaotic So maybe they could be chaotic while working on one of these, like, I don't want to say it's low effort, but it's low stress. I feel because it's, it's a very easy way to manipulate content and also bring in a little bit of personality, your personality within the projects.
0: You said it, man, and I think that's a good close to this whole thing. So happy summer, everybody. We hope you're enjoying the beginning of that time. And uh, as always, do us some favors, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube. You can follow us there at We Got Teched. Our Twitter accounts, Guys Got Teched, Nick Got Teched, We Got Teched. Write us a review, tell your friends about gotteched.com. Head to gottech.com yourself for all of our episodes and other posts. And of course, head to the Teach Better Podcast Network page as well and see us where we are hosted along with many other awesome educational podcasts. Thanks for listening.